everyone to Films with the Women of My Life. My name is Brent, and the room tonight is Mama K. Hey, everybody. And tonight we're doing Worth, the nice, uplifting movie. Uh, so, <laughs> w- Worth, uh, just re- I'll read you why. So that, uh, following the horrific 2011 attacks on the World Trade Center and Pentagon, 2001. Ter- what did Two- I say, 11? You said 11. Oh, I'm even reading 2001. I just I forgot. Oh, no. Uh, 2001, uh, Congress appoints attorney and renowned mediator Kenneth Feinberg to lead the September 11th Victim Compensation Fund. And there's a bunch of other stuff in here, but it's too long. I don't want to read it all. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth Feinberg's got a, he's in charge of the compensation fund. And the big thing is uh, worth what is a human life worth. So his law firm has done a lot of those kind of cases. And now this is the biggest one in U.S. history because, you know, thousands of people died and thousands more injured and tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of families and, and children and whatnot left in the wake that need some sort of compensation, but what is what is that compensation? So, uh, do you know anything about this going in? I didn't know there was this movie. So, I mean, I knew about all the other stuff, but I didn't know there was a movie based on it. So, that was my knowledge. It came out at Sundance last year, and it's on Netflix now. So, if you have any interest, that's where you find it. I guess they released it on the 3rd, so I guess they wanted to get it out right before the, the 20th anniversary. So... Uh, mm. If you haven't seen it, uh, it's on Netflix, so check it out. We're going to spoil it. I mean, you know, as much as something that is based on real events can be spoiled. <laughs> uh, so film opens with Kenneth Feinberg detailing the law's recognition of the monetary value of a person's life to a class, uh, Columbia University. So he's he's the movie starts with him already like contemplating this this thing. Uh, and like what well, you know, he poses the question to his students, and it's a tough question to answer, especially when someone dies, and so there's going to be uh, extra inherent emotion involved. So uh, when the September 11th attacks occur, uh, he is appointed. Kind of really want he wants this job because he thinks he'd be good at it. Also a little bit for his ego. Uh, he is appointed special master of the September 11th Victim Compensation Fund. Uh, he's got a partner, Camille Biros, uh, who is his administrative deputy. And he's got a couple people on his team. I think most notably is Priya, who uh, she was set to start at one of the companies in the towers the next week. And so she just narrowly missed being being uh, there when the attack happened. Uh, and there's a couple of other, uh, uh, I guess, vic- victims of this that stand out. Uh, Charles Wolf, who is Stanley Tucci, and he uh, is leading uh, a group that is, uh, what, what's their what's their thing? Fix the Fund? It, fix the so, Fund, yeah. Yeah, they think the, the way the fund is being run is improper, inhumane, uh, is not fair, uh, and so he's uh, he's re- he comes off as an extremely reasonable character. Him and and Feinberg actually have several conversations about the about this. Uh, pretty civil. Uh, and then there's also a thing with uh, the wife of a dead firefighter and his brother, and his brother was injured. And there's a whole family drama thing going on that gets revealed later. Uh, so we're putting some human faces on the on this sort of necessarily inhumane way of saying all right you, what you, what are we gonna pay the debt the 
beneficiaries of the janitor? What are we going to pay the beneficiaries of the CFO? Because that's a question you have to answer. Right. So they have to try to get everyone to agree, 80% of the victims to agree to a certain amount of payout and to agree to join this fund because by joining the fund, they are also agreeing they will not sue anyone into oblivion, which is a big concern for Congress and uh, also their re-election bids. They don't want to destroy the economy and they also don't want to destroy their careers. So Feinberg has to be, uh, they call him the bridge to these parties in this movie to find something reasonable. Uh, so yeah. that is the plot of worth. What did you think of this movie? Okay. There is so much to unpack here. I mean, I this is one of those films where it's like you could probably approach it from so many different angles. And about halfway through, I started thinking, what if they flipped the roles between Stanley Tucci and Michael um, Keaton and flipped um, the, you know, the guy for the the fund, uh, fix the fund and him? Uh, what what do you think of that? I want to start with that. Because that seems like flip something the you act, probably didn't flip think the about. Actors, flip, yeah, flip the actors? Flip the actors or flip the characters? Flip the actors. Like, not flip the characters, because the characters okay, are so what have, they are, I think. So have but... Stanley Tucci play Feinberg and Mike Keaton play... Uh, yeah. What, uh, is that, what does that do to Charles. the story? I really think that they were, you know, pretty perfectly cast, but... Yeah, I that don't... makes it very wrong it, to flip you, them, because... You think so? Yes. I okay. think, because I think Stanley Tucci is the perfect... Uh, I think they're both kind of perfect in their roles. And they're the most prominent ones. They get the most talking points. Amy yeah. Ryan's the, the assistant or the deputy. So she gets a good amount of time and the other family. But the two of them get the meat. They get the juicy stuff. And I know, but Mike do you think Keaton- they could handle it? Like, I think that it would be a stretch for both of them. But it would be... I think it would be kind of fun to watch, honestly. I mean, this was like... You know, I think they... Like I said, they're both like really great at doing these type of characters. But I think... I think it would have been a really interesting film if they flipped those two. Just... I don't. I I don't think I would. I don't think I'd like it as much. I like because I really? think I don't. I think Feinberg needs to be a point a, a pointier, more prickly person, and I think Keaton's better at that than Tucci. And reverse wise, to the guy playing Tucci's character needs to be. A reasonable is the correct the correct word. He needs to be someone who isn't one of the screaming guys in the room saying, "You don't care about my my brother. You don't care about my my daughter." Yeah, he has no. to be like he lost somebody. He understands it's a hard job, and he thinks he's not doing it well enough, and he's he's putting the grills on him. And so that character needs to be empathetic, and, but not blowhardy. And I think I know, Keaton's, I, Keaton's I think- character would be too blowhardy. I think I would just like to see them stretch and stretch enough to be able to. Not that they're bad; they're not bad actors. They're such great actors that I think no, that this these be, are top tier actors. I know. I think that this would be a supreme challenge, though. I guess is what I'm saying. Because, like, if you said these are, you know, give me five different choices for each of these actors, these two would be in the top two, probably, of each one that I would choose for this. But I would also, I like to. I don't know why this was. I don't know why I was so like obsessed. I with didn't this. think about it one time because I thought they were exactly correct i know but that was the problem for me is it's not a problem but that was the thing for me that i just started thinking about it and then it's just too obvious of, it was we- yeah it was too obvious it was like weaving through my brain like huh i mean i know actors are always like i like to play different kind of characters because i like to stretch but then at some point if they're good they get really pretty typecast 
in what they do unless they do something really crazy off the wall indie kind of thing, you know? So uh, we don't have to talk about that much more. I was just like, that was my, that was, that was like a thread that was living in no, my No, the head. central question is what would you, how would, what would you do if you were in Feinberg shoes? That's the, that's the thing I was thinking about the whole time is what would you well, do if you were in charge of, of this, if this was your job, how would you handle it? Well, it's not a, just that. It's like, a shit ha- job. It's a shit job, but what kind of, I mean, this guy, I, I think he's, the key thing that he says in this is, uh, I'm good at this. That doesn't necessarily mean that, like, this is, like, I mean, he's also a huge opera fan, they find out that they both are, but I think his opera uh, awareness and love goes beyond considering he has this giant card catalog, uh, old school, of, you know, opera and just this huge actual catalog of opera um so i think that he's i mean at heart i feel like he's an introvert so it's really just kind of interesting that he's like i'm good at this doesn't necessarily mean that and you find you know his character grows a little bit and it doesn't really you know you find out that he's not he's not an abrasive dude i mean you would expect someone like this to be uh sort of callous and uncaring but i feel like that's not him at all that he's just sort of he knows it's like knowing you're good at something that you just don't that you like but i don't know and it's not like he lacks passion for it because that's not true either i don't know how to explain it i just feel like he knows he's good at it that doesn't necessarily mean he knows that it's a terrible job like he knows that this is a terrible a terrible job to do and this is what he does he wants to do he it's a hard it's a hard job but he wants to do it and he know because he knows because he, he is good at it. I think right. he's good at it. I mean, he's not good, but he's we, he is weak on the people aspect and has never dealt with this many victims all at once. But he's uh, not he's not he's opposition. not weak in a callous way. Like people, I think most people in this position would be good at this because they can shut it down and be weak in a callous way. And I don't feel that from his character at all. I think but the that, problem with the the fund is that you need people to sign on, and if you're yeah. too if you're too callous, you will even if you're good at it, you're not actually good because in this one you need to get them to you need to get not 10 people to agree you need 7,000 people to agree yeah. and if they form their own faction they're going to be they can be stronger than you yeah and so he needed not, to turn a corner you... to realize that I mean he did have to go do a different tactic and you know combine forces with you know quote so i don't know how much so how much of this is true i know in real life 97 percent of victims did sign on i don't know if it was in the 11th hour and they were you know down 60 percent of what they needed then all of a sudden influx comes in because he starts taking individual meetings with people right that's where that's my least favorite part of the movie is is how we get to our conclusion Uh, because i i really love this until the end and it just doesn't quite stick the landing well, I have the I have a problem with the, I have a problem with the ending as well because maybe that's sort of what I'm thinking. Like, also my other thought process is would without him making this uh, you know friendship with the enemy, would those things have just come in on their own? Because yeah, nobody does anything until a deadline. I mean, that's entirely true. So it's true. Like eighty percent of the people too. don't. You know, eighty percent of the people don't. So if he's trying to get eighty percent of you know seven thousand people, and he's only successful in getting like ten, twelve for most of the movie, most of the time, most of the thirty-three months or whatever it is, who's to say that what whatever he did didn't really matter? I mean, it certainly matters to the families. I'm not saying that, but I mean, it didn't really matter to the outcome of what percentage he was going to get. And would he have climbed to eighty? 
and not climbed all the way to 97. You know, there's just like, that's what I'm saying. Well, there's the a, movie makes you think no. The movie makes you think of that. Of course, yeah. Like, because, like, I, I was thinking about that too. I'm like, people don't do stuff until the deadline. Even they, they frame it in a way like these people want to move on. And even if that's true, they still don't want to do paperwork. Like, they don't want to do paperwork. Moving, moving on doesn't mean signing papers. Yeah. Like, that for most for most people, it's, right. you know, it's, it's, this is just like a, a chore they have to do to make sure that they get the. It's, it's like filling out your if your spouse dies to get their life insurance. Like it's just yeah. paperwork, and like also you do it like when you have to taxes. Even if you're getting something back, a lot of time unless it's like a large amount, it's easier now. But I mean, back in the day, it, the you know the post office would be crazy on Octo on April fifteenth. Because even if you're getting something back, people don't want to fill out the forms. So it's like... Right. <laughs> even you if know. you're getting something for your filling out exactly. forms. Exactly. It's still filling out forms. No it's still... Yeah. And you can, you, can, you can attest to that. We just had a conversation I hate. I hate. It's my Whether or not you'd rather anything. lose... I mean, I didn't realize how prophetic that conversation was going to be for this movie. But it was a conversation about whether you would just lose a bunch of money or have to fill out incessant forms and talk to people on the phone. And you're like... I'll take the money dip. Forget about it. I don't care. Yeah, and I'm a pretty like conservative with my money guy. I'm a, I'm a very. Of, uh, yeah. I'm pretty miserly. But the one thing that trumps my <laughs> well, the one thing that trumps my miserliness is having to do paperwork and talk Action. to people on the phone. <laughs> yeah, people being like, "Please hold. Let me transfer you this." I just had to. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. But like that, that is the one thing where like I will pay. I will pay exorbitant amounts to go circumvent all of that. Right. Because that is ridiculous. I hate. You need stuff. a personal assistant because you would love that. You would love. That. I I, so I would much. absolutely love it. I really yeah. would like to do all the, any, any set, oh, the email sending, please. I just have to do an address <laughs> change. Oh, it's a good thing that you on. found somebody in life that doesn't mind doing that in order to, you know, maybe not have to pay fees and all that kind of stuff. So, oh, and she, as soon as she thinks of it, she wants to do it immediately. Whereas <laughs> I like put it all like, I, I don't, I procrastinate, but I'm not the one person who's like dwells on the thing. I literally yeah. put it out of my mind. Like I yeah. can actually put it out of my mind. And then when the, t- the day comes, even the hour comes, that's when I do it. And I just, you know, it's fine. But like, I, 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 yeah, I pushed the paperwork off. Anyway, that yeah. that's what I was thinking about <laughs> at the end of this is like how many people were, because they're framing it like the people aren't sending it in because they think the fund is is no good. I'm like, yeah, but in the end, are they gonna like? Because then I thought that it's still paperwork. Because then I thought, okay, if you don't send in your thing for the fund and you want to be compensated, now you have to individually sue people. That right. is even more paperwork. That's right, terrible. and that's going to take more time of your life, and and that's the whole. There's thing. no guarantee I mean, you win. Right, like, you don't have a team with Half you. Half your money like, is going to go to an attorney. So yep. The time cost, always the time cost. Yeah. Um, And that's the part that sort of saves him, too, is that this whole thing is, you know, he as an attorney, he knows that that's what these people face on the other side of this. So it gives you a, you know, you don't ever really feel like he's a bad guy, I guess, in my opinion. You don't. You just feel like he's a... I don't either. He's a ward of the government who has a job to do, and he knows that this job is a good... and, And he kind of frames it like that in the beginning. His firm is doing this completely pro bono. So, I mean, they're all getting paid because they are part of his firm, but he's the, the firm. He, as the firm, is footing the bill for this. So um, I think it's, you know, he's in the best light that you can possibly be. And still you feel the, uh, you know, you feel what the other people are feeling and their distrust of lawyers and the government and just basically, you know, uh, corporations, rich people, anybody you, you want to name. And it's, you know. I think we all kind of feel that a little bit. And now people, you know, really feel it. So um, there's just, 
in a movie like this, you'd think that it seems a bit straightforward, but it really is a huge amount to, a lot to discuss and a huge amount to unpack if you want well, to sit the, with it. And the Stanley, t- so and the, like, I think the Keaton character is played in the best light, but I think it's because you and I think a certain way, and I think there are lots of people who think a completely different way, and whereas, like, the Stanley Tucci character is the sympath- is sympathetic no matter what, and some people would probably want him to push harder and not yep. be so civil, because that's kind of like, you know, he, people don't like... Uh, fraternizing with the enemy it's an us versus them kind of thing yeah. uh whereas i think that's why i think stanley tucci is the perfect character and his character is made exactly how it should be because if he were made any less almost perfect as a as, yeah. a as a human i wouldn't like him at all i would think he's full of shit i would think like <laughs> like oh like you you were expecting this guy to sit down with seven thousand people and just listen to their stories that's what people want is to hear their stories and i'm sure that is very hard and it hurts people they want they want to not they don't want the rich people to get more money than the poor people that's what they really want they want more money is what they really want i don't what? i don't buy the human be- I only I... buy the humanness because it's Stanley Tucci delivering it in the most sensible, likable, reasonable way possible. If it's anything different, I'm I go I go super cold and I'm like, nope, don't care. Like I don't care. Um, I mean, I guess I'm trying to figure out exactly what you're saying. So you're saying if if Stanley Tucci's character is running this fun and is a little less likable. What? If you were closer to, if you were closer to the guys in the meeting, the guys in the meeting who are like, "You didn't lose anyone. I lost someone." Oh, okay, and you're, yeah. you're gonna, you're gonna give the yeah. the big banker more money, and he yeah. already has money. And my, yeah. what about my brother? Because well, because he's poor, he doesn't get more money. Right. Like, if or if he were anything even remotely closer to that character, I'd be like, I'd have no sympathy at all, or empathy, or anything. Because like, so you're thinking that everybody except for that character? I mean, this is a broad generalization but everybody except for that character thinks that the money that they get justifies the, the higher the money they get the more it's justified that their person died because i really I think do everyone think it's has a, a bigger i think it's a bigger a bigger problem than that i do think it boils down to whether or not you uh trust how like economy works and and you know they throw around things like this is going to kill our economy well it's probably going to really hurt you know things like the airplane business um which has ramifications you know yeah but that's why i mean people don't like big company bailouts but like they're structurally necessary when it's that large of an institution because the 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 domino effect that would cause would hurt way more people and not just the rich people running the companies, but all the people employed at them. And then anyone subsequently who has a 401k, like it hurts every, it, it does hurt everybody. Like I know people don't like the big institutions, but if they were not there and if they, if eight giant companies failed all on the same day, it would ruin like the world. It's true that you say it's true that that's your, that that, is factual. Like that would happen. It's factual. And, but you have a whole at least 60% of like the United States that doesn't believe that. So, I mean, in real life, well, I'm not that's talking. Oh, cool. Like they, they don't, they <laughs> don't think that that's, that that's the way but it that's is. That's why I don't have empathy or sympathy for them because I'm like, I can't even explain it to you in a, in a way that you will ever get it or believe me. So I don't want to, I wouldn't waste my time with it. That's why that, that's why like, I like the, I like Feinberg in the, when, once Feinberg softens up a little bit, I'm like, 
I don't, I just don't believe you. I don't, be, I don't believe that that Tucci's army is full of altruists like him. I think Tucci's army is well, full of people who hate the big rich people. And I don't think like it has to be screwed. though. I don't think it has to be. I think it's full. It's because of how he is the representative of them. That's all it needs. It doesn't, you know, we don't need to believe that everybody is like that. So I don't know. That's why it's a strength that he's the, he's that, he's the mouthpiece. Yeah. Yeah, we also don't know him. I mean, we spend a lot more time with Feinberg, and we really don't know, the, you know, the Tucci character is really not in it a whole lot. He's in it where he needs to be. But, I mean, all we know about him is that he is, you know, he's out for the, you know, he's, you know, nature and the little guy and all of that kind of stuff. And, um, but we don't really know a whole lot about him. I mean, if you look at the whole thing, you think, that, you know, we really didn't know about this composite firefighter guy who also, who died in the Twin Towers. You know, these, I read later, you know, at the end, there's a little blip and it says that the other characters were composites of people, um, that were actually, that were victims that day, um, and, and, and later on. And, um, you know, you're like, we could find out something about Stanley Tucci's character that would be just as detrimental as finding out that this other, this firefighter who everybody held in such, high esteem, you know, had a, had a family that no one knew about. And what do you think of that, that angle? I really like that side story. It, it, it didn't well, fit like everything else, but I, I actually enjoyed the inclusion of it. I, th- I think it's important to know because I think that there's, there are those, I mean, people can be heroes for a lot of reasons, but they can also not be particularly great people in real life, like on an everyday basis or have huge secrets that, are really hurtful for for people and i don't know that that makes them less of a hero on the day because it probably doesn't but it's just part of a real person's life there are i mean where, where do you find somebody who either is like a hundred percent totally evil although i believe those probably exist more than a hundred percent totally good people i don't it's really hard to be an altru- altruistic non person that's not full of narcissism right because if you're doing good yeah. things all the time, you got to feel real good about yourself, and you got to really like yourself. And and no, I I am 100 on board with that. I think I think all, all most things are done out of a self interest, even if they're altruistic. It's to make you feel good, which is still yeah, serving you. It still serves you. It doesn't mean it, it. It's still narcissistic. It's still ego, right? That's just still part of your ego. And the only way to take yourself apart from it is to not have it affect you. Which, as humans, I don't think we're built to do that. So. That's what I'm saying. Do you, do you hear the things we're talking about in this movie? I mean, it's not, we're not really talking about the movie anymore. We're talking about all of these real life kind of so, how yeah, things but okay, so work. The very meat of it then, the way they've determined the, the, the worth of people, they do it based on your income, multiply it out to a certain amount of time, and then they take into consideration your dependents, uh, your spouse, spouse and children. Um, right. And the, what, so the, the methodology, they don't go into nuts and bolts, but we get a good idea of how it works. Right fair a good way to go about it or what do you like what do you think of the actual mechanics again it's one of those things that's just you know it's really about the move what it what what is what is fair what is something worth i mean uh the thing that brings it home and there has to be when you're doing something like this there has to be some sort of algorithm uh we find out that it needs to be more flexible than it starts out and i think i'm i'm okay with that um but really where it hit home for me a little bit is where in the the scenes where, I mean, I think the editing for this was pretty good because the story is, there's no big, like, 
the only thing that you're working on here for, you know, a big part of the movie for, uh, you know, tension and stuff like that is this time frame that has to be done before, right? There's really nothing else that, because mm-hmm. the bad thing happened and now we're, we're just, it's all the, the fallout from that. Um, but when, sh- when they're, when they have the, um, the people who are like the lowest workers, the, the housekeepers, the people that are lowest paid, uh, some of them not even legal, you know, legal immigrants and they have them in a room and they're talking to them about, uh, the very bottom floor of what people will get. And that's these people, this is what these people are going to get. And, uh, she says $200,000 and they miss, misunderstand that I, I how many people that, t- the, that scene parallel oh, it's with the, so the, pe- great. the people in the boardroom right that's and like that's, the that's a good yeah. human scene that's one that i can actually understand and relate to I that's understand a great scene. human scene because when you're looking at because they're like oh two hundred thousand. how many people do we have to split that between and she's like, <laughs> like no, is that just the people in the each... room or is that everyone right <laughs> like people... everyone like well and i wasn't even 7, sure if he people. meant like people in the room or like yeah seven thousand people you know two hundred thousand dollars divided by seven thousand dead people you know and she's like no that's per each person and they were just like and that's they just were the ast- minimum yeah and they and that's the minimum and they were astounded that they were going to be given that money from the government and then across you know across or up uptown from them or whatever yeah. across the across the river uh you've got this boardroom full of executives and attorneys basically not really executives even but attorneys and they're like uh salary's great i mean 14 million in salary is what my guy was making but what about all the bonuses that he could possibly have made in his lifetime and that's when you get to the point where i think there's a cap on how i i know this is i think there's a cap on how much money people should be able to make you money that you can't spend in your lifetime like yes i agree i uh, I, you know yes i agree i think so when you say 14 million for 14 million for some guy that's that's perfect. They're like, well, I don't, you know, they have higher mortgages. You can stick half of that in the bank, pay off your house. Maybe I don't. Know, maybe their house is worth five hundred five hundred million dollars. I don't know, but you can stick half of it into bonds, you know, stocks and bonds, and you're fine. You're fine. These people are going to be fine. Nobody needs a second Bugatti. You know, that's just nobody needs a second Bugatti. Um, my I'm, my cap is a little higher than the average person's cap, but I do agree. Like like billion like a billionaire is too high, but yes. Like, a hundred millionaire. I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I think that's well, people would still say that's crazy, a, but I'd be like, yeah. It's, well, you know, and a billionaire reasonable. that's putting money back into you know whatever their whatever their companies are, and that their people are getting paid maybe more than the average person. You know what I mean? That's uh, well. It's if, also if like what people get. Like this is like a, the rich people debate now. But like when people are yeah. like, oh, Jeff Bezos, if he, he took all his money, he could give everyone X amount of dollars. I'm like. Yeah, but you can't liquidate Bezos' assets right. and have it all still because have a bunch of it's in stock. So if you liquidate a bunch of stock all at once, it drops right. the price. And what happens? You know, just, yeah, right. And if you liquidate, like he has like a five hundred million dollar yacht. Again, no one needs that. I agree that should not be around. Uh, but uh, <laughs> if you, you can't, you can't just sell a five hundred million dot for five hundred million dollars because there's yeah, because who, who's going to buy it? Exactly. So <laughs> if you actually had to liquidate a billionaire's assets, they're no longer whatever billions they're worth. They're worth 60% of that, which is still a ton. But like, it's not as easy as just flipping a switch and have, giving it's their not. money away. Yeah, and it's much so. easier just to do it via the tax code. I mean, honestly, just do it do it that way yeah actually, yeah that's actually reasonable. enforce that so that's reasonable remember like no one that's the whole thing is yeah everyone what's reasonable walk away just happy enough to be walking away or whatever you yeah everyone and that's that was part of it too where they're like everyone's gonna walk away mad about this and if we've done that then we've done our job and it's like oh god i could not 
live with being a part of that. Not, I mean, you have to live with if you're a victim, but being a part of, you know, trying to figure out what to do with this. That's another part of this movie that worth what is what happened to these people that had to be the, you know, uh, the final judgment for what people are worth. What how does that affect them? And I think they, you know, they do touch on it. Um, how well, there's, it I mean, people. there's like you said, like the flexibility versus the rigidness of the formula. Once they flex it out a little bit, it still accommodates most people at this point. But there's but still everyone, that yeah. one story: the 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 guy who is about to get married to his husband, um, mm-hmm. but his it, it because they weren't married yet and they're a gay couple, the money would have gone to his homophobic parents who kicked him out and hated him and hated the boyfriend and were in denial of him being gay in the first place. And we get that scene with them and they're terrible. And then we find out that even even with all their flex, there's just no legal way they could give him the money over the parents. And that's, you know, like anyone could agree like, yeah, that person should have got the money. But like at what point, if you, if you, what are the ramifications of making that one exception down the line? You know, it's like, you can't, you could, but then what would happen next time? Well, but he, they couldn't even because he's not recognized, uh, you know, because it was the, the guy that's what I'm saying. But- and yeah, on a legal standpoint, I think they bent, they didn't bend because le- the guy says there is no law. So we have to like, you know, we're making law here sort of, um, but you can't make law for another state. I mean, that's the thing too, is like, they're working for the government, the federal government, and they can't make state law. They can just make no, it. but if but if the federal like in you could go federal states or federal Trump state law if the federal government cares to act on it yeah like you know like if which they usually don't because it's a huge pain in the ass but if they wanted to all the way down to it they could yeah but uh, it but but the the ramifications of doing it this one time for this one thing because it is the right thing to do could make several wrong things happen down the line. So right. it's like a, or it could that, or other people that are benefiting that, you know, she said have benefited from it because they live in a state where, you know, uh, partnership is recognized that it's, you know, that could have negated some of the, uh, it, you're right. I mean, it is. It's the one it's the butterfly effect, right? It You don't you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, what happens in the next on one, one where it's where a person claims the same thing, but in this case, that person is fraudulent, and the parents really would have been compensated. And now, like now, so you know, you, you just if you take it case by case, which is that that's the central art, central thing that I dislike the most is that uh, he's Feinberg's like you can't just talk to every single person and make a special case for every single person, and Tucci's character just goes, "Well, why not?" I'm like. What the fuck do you mean, why not? Because you can't. Because that's a lot of people, and that's a lot of really specific things, and you can't just go with what seems like the right thing in every single case, because that's it's that's just insanity. Like, well, what are yeah, you talking what about? Well, yeah, what happens is you wind up, then you wind up think, rethinking, like, decisions that were already made, right? So you meet the next person who maybe has this other extenuating circumstance that all of a sudden the last person is like, oh, yeah, 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 I forgot to tell you about that. I have that, too. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, then what so does it come down to? Who's the more thorough yeah. storyteller when talking about their, their, their dead uh, relative? Like, or the, or who kept who kept all the receipts from, you know, the Target right. or whatever? You know, that's that's kind of what... Yeah, and how is that any more to. fair or than, you know, the than the, the, the more rigid system, as they, they call it? Like, what, yeah. How, like, there's no perfect answer, and I think... You know, I think there is, yeah. N- no. They, they I th- say I that, too. Th- yeah, I thought they did a pretty good job, though. Like as far as like literally, and I I think the movie as a whole, I like I like this. I yeah. I would definitely recommend Worth. Uh, for I want to talk has- about too. The I mean, I think the casting was good for those two, but I um, 
Amy Ryan, I think, is always really underrated because I think that she always, comes in yeah. and she plays, uh, you know, she, those kind of character, you know, the support kind of characters. But she, you know, she's not that those characters can sometimes be the annoying friend or melodramatic or thing. And I don't think that she does that. I think she does a, a really good job in this. And I think in general, she's a good actress. Yeah, I no, she's consistently underrated she's in a lot of ends up being in a lot of like tv hbo level movies yeah, uh, yeah. and like she just she's done a lot of more drama i mean people wouldn't recognize her as holly from the office i think that's probably one of her biggest things that like right. the casual watcher of things but she's i think she's she's oscar nominated she for gone baby gone like she's right. she's a really good like I, she's in way more but things not, than you would think of not even remotely a household name and honestly if you showed me her picture i would go that's holly from the office i would know it, i have no idea what her oh, i have known it's amy ryan Oh, yeah, she was well, in a, another Michael Key movie, Birdman. Excellent in that. The ex, yeah. She's the ex-wife. Uh, I, I thought um, uh, Shinori Ramathan, uh, the one yeah. who played Priya, was really good, too. I thought she was a, a, a needed character in the... in the Also helping to bridge the... She was definitely key, a bridge character, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Any other... I'm trying to I think. don't know. Like, I, I can't can, think of a You keep really... going on about like how all this stuff works. Like you, you, That's the interesting stuff, and I think they they just address it in all the right perfect ways that I, right. it just hits all the right notes. It doesn't, they give you, I, don't, I don't, I could very easily be angry at this movie for being too saccharine or thinking it was too safe or, or too kid glovey. But I think they just, they hit it on all the correct notes. Yeah. They give you the right amount of scenarios that are, you know, like sort of possible, I guess. You yeah. Know, reasonable. You know. And like, like, yeah, yeah the, the, the family, the firefighter family driver covers all of that, internal family stuff mm-hmm. and Tucci's leading of the thing is and and then also we haven't talked about Tate Donovan's character the right. Lee Quinn that he represents like the corporate get it done side and the, and you know just make a deal and make and get it out of the way and like, I think all the all the reasonable like parties are represented here yeah and he's so easy to hate in that in that role yeah um, I mean, I, he's I, a yeah. No offense to him, but he's a, when he plays characters, it's pretty easy to hate him. I think the last thing I liked him. him in was Hercules. So, you know, the I animated Disney I don't think I Disney even saw that. Version. Oh, that? Was he a voice? In that? <laughs> he was the voice of Hercules. Oh, well, there you go. He, <laughs> maybe his voice is like, well, but, when you, but when you see him in person, you're just like, that's ah, just corporate stooge guy. Like, yeah, he has, like, that, yeah. he has a very punchable face like that. He has that so, look. But, you know, it's worked yeah. for him. He's got a career. So, uh, yeah. any other points you wanted to bring up before we wrap up here? Uh, I don't think so. I think the, uh, I almost just said Mandy Patinkin. That's weird. No, uh, Michael Keaton's <laughs> wife was totally throwaway, um, character. And, oh yeah. She was in this. Yeah. Yeah. She was in this. She, she, and, she cries. Uh, she cries at the TV when we see the buildings fall. Yeah. Yeah. But she's also just like, she's totally like an absent wife. I don't understand their relationship at all, but I guess if you have somebody that's like this and. At what point really... is adult kids are over and they're playing trivial pursuit and he's just yeah. like staring off in the distance thinking about this case <laughs> like that's the family seat we get and like right it's not and i feel that, like we don't get I, I don't i don't know what that is like is he is it because is he an absent father or like because everyone seems fine at the table like everyone like it seems like the yeah. family's the family unit's doing fine i think she must carry the family because i i think that any case that he's involved in he's probably uh you know firmly enmeshed in and the kind of things that he you know this is what he does all of this kind of stuff and um they talk about some of the previous things like agent orange and uh, like probably some of the big you know chemical 
Then they list a bunch of the ones he's done since. After, like he's yeah, done, yeah, like, yeah. Malaysian Airlines and yeah, all, yeah, all the Pulse other... nightclub, all the, the Columbine, all of that stuff. Oh yeah, so. a lot of the shooting, a lot of the shootings. Yep. Yeah, and all the terrorist activity that's happened. Basically, those I was two watching things. this thinking like, kind of like when I watch Up in the Air, where it's a job about firing people. Like, yeah. I, I was like, I think in an all, if if I didn't go the path I did, I I think I could have done this job. I really do. I think like not literally the head of it. I don't really want that pressure, but I could have been on this team. I could have been uh, one of the people who listened into the people. I I think I have the you- the I have the stomach for it. <laughs> I think because you compartmentalize so well, that might be true. Um, I might have to go to therapy as to why you came out like that, but that's okay. <laughs> I can just, like, I can cut through the humanness and just get to, this has to be done this way because the ramifications of not doing it this way are worse. And I can, I, and, I that's... Comfort- and I'm comfortable with that. And I yeah. think, and I truly think it's the right thing. I really think what they're doing is the right thing to do. And, and they do it in a pretty correct, like, in a very yeah well thought out good way. And I, I have no qualms being morally right. gray for standing on that side yeah well because in the, the world that we live in the economic world that we live in they're absolutely right that anything but this would be worse so um right. for 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 everybody for the family for most importantly for for the for the surviving families so the only way for things to be better is if all of a sudden people are magically nicer and altruistic and that's not going to happen so and, <sighs> unless you can if you can magically flip the switch to get rid of the greedy people in charge of things, which you cannot. And <laughs> or even greedy more. people that and, aren't in charge of things. Yeah, I mean. and then, yeah, exactly. Prevent the ones who would be in charge from rising as soon as there's power vacuum. As soon, if yeah. you can fix power vacuums, I'm sure I'm right. sure there's answers to that. But no, they're, they're, I mean, <laughs> I have not can, heard a feasible one. Yet. If you can fix people, then, Yeah, if you can yeah. fix human nature, and. uh <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No. No. It's no. Capitalism made them this way. Naturally, yeah. we would we would all love each other. Obviously. Uh. Okay. No. Just. Uh, people, I recommend worth. You recommend. You recommend I, worth. I do recommend it. It's really tough li- watching it at this time of the year. I understand that's that was the goal, but um, yeah. It's. I mean, when the whole beginning was happening and they and and the planes were hitting and and they were showing it was just really hard it was really hard to kind of relive that so i think if you're a little bit long, younger like you know your age you probably remember a little bit of it but um, i remember the day i remember it but like yeah. i maybe it also has something to do with my de- uh, detachment because i was such, at such a young age and that happened i didn't understand the gravity and i still to this day i, I get it conceptually now but i'm like i thought that just i thought that stuff just happened i didn't realize that was like a big deal you know yeah, this is the thing, like things like this happen. And now that you, I mean, you kind of, we've all gone through too, COVID's different, but it's the same kind of thing where it's the the effect is far reaching and, you know, devastating to a lot of things, people's lives, economies, everything. So I just hear about um, like, you know, bombs in other countries and people right. dying in school shootings. I'm just like, I just thought, I never knew that there was an, a, like a time before this when like when the kid went missing in the town, that was the biggest, scariest thing. Yeah. Around. Like Milk I, carton kids. I yeah. only, exactly. I don't know that world. I only know the world where every day uh, <laughs> thousands of people are dying at hor- from horrible things. I'm That's the sorry. only. Yeah. But like, I think it's made me, I think it's made me someone who could have worked on this <laughs> thing. I think it's, it's, it's made, I think me, it's made me a, a very callous piece person so callous <laughs> piece uh, a piece of no, I'm a, I just <laughs> oh my god that would have been a terrible thing to say that was that was pretty uh, freudian slip of you uh, just, all right so that is worth oh good, my god. Good, 
That is worth a good movie. Uh, makes you talk, makes you think, uh, and yeah, uh, yeah above average. So on Netflix, yeah. go check it out. We are going to uh, go back to theaters pretty soon. Here, uh, we had to do streaming for scheduling and other reasons. But uh, and I also have my host pick on not the next episode, but the one after. So I'll be really revealing that soon. In the meantime, recommend things to us. Peek? Reach out Come to me. Come on, I don't get a sneak peek. No, okay. Uh, it's on Netflix. There you go. <sighs> okay. It's not a film. It's not a film. Okay. All right. I'm going to go look in. There's your hint. Awesome. Uh, In the meantime, uh, reach out to me. uh, Here's the place you can reach out to us. Films with Women in My Life on Facebook. Reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host. And you can email the show filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. All right. Thank you for being on for Worth, Mom. Okay. You're welcome. Until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.